Hello, welcome to the Mad Sounds podcast. Your sexy host, Aiden, is here today without Luke Barton because he's still a pussy. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, much like last episode, you've got a guest. And I know that excites you all immensely. And in fact, a guest who is also a musician. Oh, hi there. <laughs> uh, do you want me to introduce you or would you like to introduce yourself? Um, I have a bit of both. Uh, okay, so we've got... Well, What's you your perception <laughs> of me? Uh, my my good friend Jack Fagan, also known as Goliath. Goliath. Uh, In I fact, I'll, what will it will start with is why Goliath? Because because my band's big. I'm fucking massive. I'm gonna be the biggest thing in Scotland. I fucking swear down. His band is Tonka. <laughs> I basically just word that's not been used before, other than by some shitey Korean band. Have you listened to them? Yeah, they sound bad. Yeah? Yeah, they sound really bad. Okay, well, you've got some good songs. But I, I'm, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to ask you some questions about your newest song. Uh, maybe a few others, depending, because there are a few songs I like. But, uh, first of all, I don't know if you ever listened to the podcast. I don't care if you have or not. But one thing we do is uh, we have a little, like, Hall of Fame type thing that I just stole from Jack Mates Happy Hour. But uh, we basically put a song in it. Mm-hmm. So, you... Can uh, what I want to ask you to do is pick a song to put into if I can fucking find it. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I did make a playlist for it, but I can't find it. But I'm a uh, ah, oh, there we go. I'm gonna ask you to pick. I know I've not gave you any forewarning. I'm gonna ask you to pick a song to put in the Mad Sounds Hall of Fame. The one song we have so far, Kia put in, and I know you love it. Yeah. Covers by The View and Paolo, which is so good. I was very happy you picked that one. That is a good tune. Um, let me think. There's lots of songs I would like in a, in a Mad Sounds playlist, but if I've only got one choice, yeah. then... It can be any kind of music, obviously. If you want, you, while you, you can think about it for a second, mm. I would like to quickly comment on the state of your phone. Oh, it's bad. Um, so I've just looked over at his phone, and I was aware there was problems with it. So it's like half the screen isn't there, right? And then it's got, do you know them, like, multicoloured lines that go across? I know this is, like, it would be a lot easier if I could show you, but it's a podcast, so... <laughs> no fucking special <laughs> demonstration here. <laughs> exactly, that's the way it should be. Uh, it's just, it looks like someone's spilt, like, red gunk all over it. <laughs> it looks like my phone's fucking bleeding. It's what happened? Like, uh, I dropped it, and then I dropped it, and then I dropped it, and then, I, just for good measure, I went to um, Castle Semple, which is a lock with rocks, and right. I dropped it in the rocks. And then, so, like... That looks like the ink's like broken. Uh, that that is that is the screen and the pixels. Th- those are all dead pixels, so they are never coming back on. Do you know? I didn't know phones had like it's not necessarily ink, but like fluid in or some form. Because my old phone, no, because it's, it's liquid crystal display. There you go. I didn't know that. Uh, LCD sound system. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> um, my old phone that happened to it uh, I did a good deed when it happened actually but uh, yeah my old phone that happened to it and the ink like bled all over it it's not ink but you know the, the yeah. shit just like went everywhere so, so have you thought of a song by the way if I thought of a song I'm, I'm thinking um, can I open your actual Spotify on the PC yeah of course one second I, I think I've got a song in mind because I, I don't think I'm going to know this tune okay it definitely deserves to be on there Watch him pick his own song. I wouldn't do that. I feel like one of your songs has to go in it. 
book. Are you going to put? Are they going to put Blue in Exile? No. Uh, one of your songs will go in it by like the merit of it. I also need to share this playlist. Okay. Can you? I've never heard it. So can you? No. Put it on. Uh, it won't. Nothing will play. Nothing will play. Because with that high production value, but uh, I can put it on my phone. Uh, could you describe it to me? Tinseltown in the rain is the kind of the big hit by the Blue Nile, and it's it's a gorgeous song. I can only describe it as the feeling of walking through Glasgow alone at night in winter. Walking through Glasgow at night is terrifying at the best of times. No, I fucking love walking through Glasgow alone at night. That shit, that shit rocks. See, the last time I went through it at night, I saw like someone incapacitated on the floor, surrounded by police, and about eight. Um, interesting looking people kind of trying to fight each other but just being like too off the rocker on whatever drug they had I think the last time I was in Glasgow alone I saw some cunt just kick the shit out of someone so much that their pants fell down so I had to stare at this man's ass well I didn't have to I just but you chose to I saw this man's bare ass because I was watching the fight and then it was just suddenly what do you rate it his ass it was pretty fat I rate it like a 6 or a 7 yeah shout out uh Show random drunk man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, yeah. So that song's been added. I will give it a listen. We also we do have an album we're doing today, but I want to talk about some of your shit first. So, uh, I'd like to do a kind of a little overall kind of spectrum because this is only going to be five ten minute little segment. What made you like start writing songs, or what was your like main like influence? main influence so for example the reason that i do like rap stuff and that is because one i have a friend that makes beats and two i really like tyler the creator and i think i thought it was cool so i was like i want to try is yours like that or is it like from your family or oh a bit of my family because my dad's a musician or at least he he certainly used to be Uh, and then i suppose mostly because i've been singing all my life and i decided at some point i kind of want to sing my own shit Mm. Because I've been writing tiny, shitty little tunes for all my life, but they're, as I said, tiny, shitty little mm. tunes. But I wanted to start writing decent tunes. Yeah. yeah not shit. So, I don't know. I just last year, this time last year, I started writing... Wait, no, this, no, this time two years ago now. Fuck. Two years? Two whole years. Fuck me. That's cool. <sighs> Doesn't feel that long, though. I don't know. It's been fun, though. I've, been, I've definitely enjoyed it. and I mean, I've gotten better because my first song sounds a bit like shit. I actually went back and listened to it the other day. Not all of it, but like uh, I was kind of curious, so I went onto your Spotify mm. and looked at the older song and listened to like thirty seconds of it, whatever. And you can clearly tell you've improved. Well, yeah, because it sounds a bit like uh, fucking what's the what's that one Radiohead song that everyone likes? Creep. Yeah, because it's I think it's the same chord progression <laughs> because it's a basic chord progression because it goes do 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 do. First love copies creep. Not intentionally, but it certainly does. So, um, in fact, before I am, I want to ask about your two. I think is Leap Love the song before the new one. Yes, I, I want to ask about. The most recent I want to ask about your recent. two new ones because they're two. I think that the t- they're probably the two best you've done, which is good because you're improving as you're going. Because I've said that about like five of them at this point. But um, what would you describe your music as? Okay, that that is a difficult question, honey. Um, I suppose an outlet, basically. So just a 
dumbass screaming into a microphone about how they feel for like three minutes. Alright. Occasionally offer some really nice guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. If you were to compare it to a band or an artist or Oh, I don't really stick to one genre though is the issue. Whoa. I try to stick to indie but Yeah. But I mean I've I've done like an electronic song and I've done a punk song. I've like <laughs> I just do whatever I feel like at the moment, I suppose, but I guess uh, a little bit. I don't know what's the, what's a band that I can compare to. I don't know. I'll tell you. Here's a, here's one that I thought of. I went to see Jerry Sim the other day, mm-hmm. and the Snuts were the first support act. And I genuinely like as I was watching him, I was like, Jack sounds a little bit like these, but not in like a rip off way, in like quite a good way. Mm-hmm. I was like the singer. I was quite like ah. Oh. Alright, I can kind of see that. I think their stuff is a bit rockier than mine. Though. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is, definitely. Because there's like, they do more out-and-out rock, and I do, like, I think I've got, like, in the last four songs, I've got one. Wake Up, I suppose, is kind of rocky. If you ever need a rap verse, by the way, you know what I love. <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside, um, some of your album covers are very cool, by the way. Oh, sorry, single covers. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I particularly, I remember that one. That used to be, I don't know if it still is, it used to be a picture at the bottom. Mm, uh, um... Fake faces, yeah. That was um, that was actually done by my videographer mate, and it's gorgeous because it's that that image isn't like an effect or anything for um, for fake faces, because it, it was an EP, so that's heartbeat there. But it was in a fake faces EP. It was um, it was an image of me with a sitting on a bench in, in the middle of a lock, so I had to like carry the fucking bench wade through the water and yeah. place it down and sit in it, and that's. The uh ups like that's it turned round. That's the reflection of the water. That's sick. It's that's a fucking gorgeous image. Have you seen the video? No. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I'd say I can show you, but unfortunately, the the audience can't exactly join in yeah. unless they find the fucking link. Which I can put links and stuff in the description. I suppose I can give you a visual demonstration, but you won't be able to fucking hear it. Yeah. You've heard fake faces, though, I imagine. I bl- yeah, yeah. Um. So while we're doing this, yeah. uh, what? What do you think the best song you've wrote is? Tinder get married this weekend. Sorry, one of your fucking notifications came up saying Tinder get married this weekend. Aye, my Google's fucked. You're getting Reddit notifications, honey. Yeah, I know. That's not. The fact that it was a yeah, I know. The (laughs) fact that it was a Reddit notification makes it so much better. Oh, I love fucking Reddit. I don't. I hate it. I'm sorry. Um, I'd say my best song is somewhere between. I'll give it three, because three or four, actually. Oh, fuck, five. Fuck, okay, I'll, I'll try and narrow it down to three. Uh, everybody cries, definitely. Like, instrumentally, vocally, it's production-wise, in fact, as well. The outro builds up really nicely. It's gorgeous. Every time you send me a song early, I, I don't know, I've been really busy, so I don't know how good it's been, but I remember oh, for a while, I always try and give some, like, explanation as to what I think of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when, I remember before I told you one that I liked, and I explained the, like, parts of it and stuff mm-hmm. that I liked. I, I feel like that's quite useful, but I have to admit, in the last one, the, I don't know if I said this, but the vocals are very, very, very nice. Oh, yeah, the vocals... Actually, they didn't take that long, to be fair. No? No, they only took about four takes, I think. Okay, so we've got the video up as well, by the there's way. There's fucking sheep, look, there's sheep, man. So would you say that that's your best song? Everybody Cries, Lee Beloved, Wake Up, and Roses and Violence. The, the earliest song that I would say I still take great pride in is Inside Outside. 
which is kind of um, a slightly slower acoustic song. It's a bit kind of, it's a bit sad. It's just a song about anxiety, basically. Yeah. Do you think at any point, will you, as you like release more music and eventually she decides you want to make an album or something, will you keep staying under the same name? Clive? Or do you, yeah, Probably or do you I. think you would start like again? Not again, but you know what I mean? No, I think, I think, uh, I think Goliath's what I'm sticking with. Like the only way I would change my name now at this point is if I just went to straight up Jack Fagan. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think there is a, a famous Jack Fagan out there. No, I don't think so. Not either. yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Um, so we'll start with we start with a new song. Everybody cries. Where did the the writing start? Where did the writing start? Actually, that's really straightforward. Mm-hmm. It was just me, uh, me and my dad messing around on the guitar and started playing the the like the initial riff, mm-hmm. and the vocals came out like that. Yeah, like it was. It's one of the songs where I would say it came out really fucking quickly. Yeah. Like it was, a, it was a, you know, have you watched uh, Beatles get, uh, mm-hmm. the get the Get Back? No. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, you should watch it at some point. But there's this just these moments where they, it feels like they're plucking a song out of fucking nothing. Yeah. It was one of those moments because usually it takes more time to write a song, but it, it was that. Like yeah. played the guitar line, went around once, sang what is now the verse and the chorus, and that was it. Oh, nice! It was it was pretty great. It's, it's a good feeling. I don't yeah. know if you've had that. With I have done stuff, it with a few. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. The I remember the first time I ever wrote a song. I it was obviously shit, but I tried learning a title of the creator song by ear, mm-hmm. and then played it wrong and got pissed off. So I started strumming my guitar and accidentally played like a little riff, mm-hmm. and was like, "Hey, yo, that's sick!" So I got up in the morning and then like did the same thing. Where do you know where like. I started playing it and then lyrics were just like, uh, and it, it feels sick, doesn't it? It does. It feels really nice. Obviously, um, not quite as good as your shit, but. Well, everybody cries is fucking great, bro. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Just work, work for it, eh? Sorry, gas power freestyle's better. <laughs> um, I think actually now the Everybody Cries video has, yeah, 800 views. Nice. If you haven't, uh, you should go and watch the video for Everybody Cries. It's just one really long shot with a steady cam as I sink along with the song. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to record, though, because... Yeah, and if you fuck it up once... Oh, yeah, because uh, I think we did it about four times, because there's cunts walking past me, and I I don't really want that in the video. Yeah, that's fair. I know you fucking hate Coldplay. I think you should maybe explain your hatred for Coldplay. Fucking shite. Chris Why? Martin's a prick. I'll stomp his head in. Why were you going to stomp Chris Martin's head in? What, uh, what did the man do? What I'll do, if I ever meet him, I'll give him a hug, and I'm going to give him, like, five paper cuts. With what? Paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just going to have a sheet of paper just in case yeah. you meet, like, Chris Martin at any point in the day? From now on, I will always bring paper with me just in case I see Chris Martin. I'm going to be, like, a really sharp tissue. <laughs> really sharp? Well, how the fuck do you get a sharp tissue? I'll show you. I'll show Chris Martin. <laughs> he can show you. <laughs> Right, yeah, uh, Everybody Cries is kind of slightly ripping off uh, Yellow. It's just, you know, one long, continual shot as I walk across, but instead of a fucking beach, it's a glen. Shout out Glen. I, I hate Glen. No, actually, I love Glen. Fuck. Sorry, my mind's... I don't know who Glen is. It's just my it's best, one of my best mates, actually. Oh, fair enough. Uh, also, by the way, you got a Supreme cap on. I do have a Supreme cap on. It, it is real, but it's not mine. Who's is it? It's my sister's. Shout out your sister. Um, so I feel like we've gave a good little insight as to who you are. You're a little singing man. You do I'm some guitar. Man. I do a little singing man. Occasionally I do a little songy, like songy man. I write guitar sometimes. 
Yeah, and that's we love to see it. Uh, now, as much as it is probably something we could talk about for quite a long time, we're 15 minutes in and we still do have an album to talk about. It's quite a big album. It's one of the best albums ever. It is, I think it's my favorite. I think it is actually my favorite album. Yeah, I think that this might. Uh, we also do a tier list with every album, and I think this might be the highest I ever put an album. Or maybe not ever. The highest album of all the ones I've done so far. Well, this is going to be like S tier for me, honey. Yeah, I see. But that's kind of a spoiler. I'm going to oh, put fuck, it. Oh, I, I not meant to say that? No, I'm going to put it in F. Uh, what I will say is before we do the little. Before we get into the album we'll do like a little precursor we'll explain a bit about how we got into them what we think of them as an artist then we'll go on with the album because this is a a lot less songs than a lot of the albums i've been doing recently mm. meaning we can talk a bit more in depth however what i would like to say is it was recently my birthday shout out to aiden Moore's birthday now what i did is i went to see my favorite band play in the barrowlands was that perhaps modest mouse it was modest mouse how was that it was amazing, but my right ear is still ringing a little bit. Is it? Fuck. How, how loud was the speaker system? Very. And we were stood, like, kind of towards the front and, like, right kind of in the... There was a speaker there, basically. Like, it was obviously higher up, but it was right next to my right ear. Mm. But uh, it was fucking unreal. I'm jealous. I haven't been to a gig in fucking ages. Well, actually, I went to try it about two weeks ago, but... So you have. Fuck yeah, I have. Um, yeah, it was absolutely unreal. I really enjoyed it. You should have been a transmit. They had. You should have been a transmit, though, honey. Money. Uh, the, money. There was quite a lot of seemingly uh, issues that they had, but like technically and stuff. Who? Modest Mouse had lo- like loads of shit was going wrong by the sounds of it. Why? What? Like what? What could you hear from the? Like, well, I thought it sounded fine, mm-hmm. but there was certain points where he was like, "Hang on, we're gonna have to stop a second and then like the. I don't know, it just seemed like there was a quite... I didn't really... I wasn't paying much attention, I was just vibing. Mm. But it seemed like there was a lot going wrong. But the singer, Isaac Brock, is fucking mental. It's so funny. He was sweating loads, so he stuck his guitar pick to his forehead. Right? <laughs> what the fuck? Right. Then he did this little monologue, right, where basically he... Whatever had gone wrong, right. him and the lead guitarist were trying to buy time. He was like... So they were talking, and he was like, oh, I'm shopping. He was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, I'm buying time. What are you buying? What, did they just go on? Yeah, it was the shittest banter ever, right? But then he did this thing where this, like, they played this like really eerie like bass thing, right? Mm. And then he, he just started pretending he was ordering food into a mic and going on about how sometimes it's too cold and that's not good enough. And then he proceeded to talk about ordering the universe or something. And then one of the, like tech guys at the side came and gave him a double shot or something so i mean that's <laughs> that sounds like a fucking like trip <laughs> it was mental but it was so sick every song was just so so good if you've not listened to them much i think you'd like them i have listened to a wee bit of them uh, all i can remember is one of their songs is a reference to like a christmas film aye they also got a song called bukowski bukowski like tech? The, like, like, like uh hang on i've got a, i've got a few books of his i think like uh i've got I've got, got Ham on Rye up there. You've got fucking Terry Pratchett. Right, I've got Ham on Rye by Charles Bukowski up there. Um, yeah, it was really good. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit on the podcast. And now, Arcade, fucking fire. Best best band ever? Question mark? Very fucking good band. Uh, they're also, well, we'll get into it. So, when did you first hear Arcade Fire? Probably when I was like seven. Really? And my dad plays them a fuck ton. Because okay. he's seen them... 
think he's seen them uh, four times now. So he's seen them once during the like their first tour when they did um, funeral actually. And he's the, seen their best album. Their best, uh, their best album. I think he's also seen them during the uh, the Reflector tour and the uh, the Everything Now tour as well. Mm-hmm. I I think I remember that they said uh, the Reflector tour you had to wear a suit and a mask. It was really? like, a, like a masquerade ball type aesthetic. Like I they can wouldn't see that, they actually. wouldn't let you in if you didn't wear a suit and a mask like a masquerade mask. I can see that. That's Which cool. It's kind of sick for a, for a fucking gig. It is pretty cool. But also, if you don't have a suit, you like you'd probably cry. I understand, like that it would be you'd hate it when you, but that's cool. That no, that's fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, so the first I got into them a bit differently because I didn't like them for like ages. I'd only heard like the suburbs, like the album, and I was like, I don't get it. It's like the first, third best album. Yeah, I don't like it. Anymore. I mean, it's still. Fourth best now. I, I think I prefer We to it, and I prefer Reflector. I probably prefer Neon Bible as well. Anyway. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't what are you saying about Neon Bible? I like That's it. their second best. Yeah, but have you said that I prefer it? Yeah, but like you said, you probably do. Yeah. You um, definitely prefer it. Yeah, I, I didn't really like them. And then I watched like a needle drop video or something and you me- referenced them. And I was like, I was like, uh, I, I kind of pondered on like bothering listening to it. And then I met some, one of my mates in college was like talking about it. And I was like, like the same like a day after I'd watched a video about them and then there was like there's a YouTuber called like Middle Eight or something and he does like little video essays and he'd done one about funeral and I was like right fuck it I'm gonna I'm gonna try and I listened to it and I was like it's okay but then like do you know this the this first the like the little riff at the start of Neighbourhoods 1 oh the Neighbourhoods 1 aye the little that thing I can't do it because you know what I mean the very start of it the yeah I, yeah. I just kept like that was in my head loads I was like you know what I'm gonna try again and it just fucking I love it like the second time around yeah and then would is it your favourite album it is my favourite album yeah as it easily uh, I think I think Neighbourhoods 1 Neighbourhoods 1 Tunnels is possibly the greatest intro track to an album I can it is it sets the it sets the atmosphere and the aesthetic for the album fucking excellently it is so good in fact we'll get right into it uh, we'll, I'll do my usual. Get the genius up. Get the genius up. My man's reading his genius lyrics. Yeah. I, I I couldn't do that. My phone's so fucked. You, you, you can look at mine if you want. Uh, it is a such a fucking good opening track to an album. I mean, it does say it there, which is really annoying because I really wanted to say that it sounds really theatrical, but I feel like I can't now because I feel like I'm ripping off genius. Wait, does it say but that? It says it there. It says. Sum- sumptuously theatrical opener. Which is sumptuously. Yeah, oh, I yeah. weren't gonna say that. That's how you describe a track, innit? It's sumptuous. Yeah. This um That was sarcasm. Yeah. I, I know it doesn't I know it doesn't come across well. Yeah, yeah. Um is I don't know, do you are you aware of like the backstory behind this album? I'm not. I don't don't quote me, but I do one thing that I, I know for certain is that when they were making it, mm-hmm. it's they're quite a big band, aren't they? They've got like Lamont. If quite a few members of it lost like family members, which is why it's so depressing. It's such a sad album. Yeah, because what I, I must say, there are a few songs that are quite like catchy and that, but mm. and it doesn't. Nec- there's something about the way that they wrote it and stuff that's depressing, while also not being depressing in the slightest. Do you know what I mean? It feels a bit melancholic, but not. It's not like outright sad. It's not morbid. It's just a little bit drab, but in like. Not as in like it sounds shit, as in like mm. atmosphere. I, I know 
the mise en scène. I know I've already used this comparison, but like you know how I said earlier, Tinseltown in the Rain, that song is like a it's like walking through Glasgow yeah. late at night in the winter. That album feels like walking through High Street with your mates in winter. It's still a bit you yeah. know, still a bit cold, dreary, but there's you know, some uplifting to it. Yeah. There there is a kind of underlying positivity which a lot of it comes from how now i don't know the what all the members of the band play but i'm assuming that there are people that are in the band oh, no, they're that are like yeah. no i mean that are like play like strings and stuff i'm assuming that that's not just some random people the fan i assume that's part of the band uh certainly at the time of funeral i remember their permanent members the the drummer i think left at some point yeah i don't i don't know when well, possibly after Reflector. Yeah. Well, either way, w- the way that it's like composed more than just like wrote. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because you get yeah. a lot of bands that are just like Modest Mouse. So like it's just a song they've wrote. Whereas this entire album feels composed. No, it's, it's a very calculated. A hundred percent. The strings are s- sublime. Absolutely fucking amazing, aren't they? I love them. They are excellently written. They There's also a kind of. Uh, a, a kind of lo-fi note to it, the way it's done, but which obviously is a sign of the times. You know what I mean? The production's fucking weird. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? There's with reverb, the like I think there's reverb on the actual like master out. <laughs> like there's reverb on everything. Yeah, it's it is an odd odd production choice, yeah. but it works. It's it works with the atmosphere. Yeah, it very much it manages to fit the kind of sound of the genre at that time mm. with what I was saying about it's kind of lo-fi-ish but also it's completely unique and like no matter how you how hard you try there is not another album that sounds like Funeral no but a lot of that is to do with the strange fucking production choices they made yeah. and also the excellent compositional choices and also that man's voice <laughs> that man's voice it's changed a bit over the years it's kind of reverted back to how it used to sound have you listened to the the uh, self-titled album, Ar- Arcade Fire. Uh, have I? I don't know. Because it's... Uh, what is it? What's on it? Uh, it's uh, some songs that weren't ever released on other albums. I don't think uh, I have. No Cars Go was on that. There, oh, that's heard, it. That's I've it right there. Look, you saw it. Uh, right at the end, I think. There. That's a self-titled album. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've listened to... The EP. I've listened to No Cars Go, but I don't no, remember. No, because No Cars Go is on... Uh, is it on? It's on the Unbibed. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, that might be what I'm thinking of it from. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. that It's a much rougher version. It's not a bad EP. It's I mean, it's the first time released. It sounds fucking great. But it's it's very rough. And his voice to that is... Def- it's very different to how he kind of sculpted it for Funeral. Yeah. In and now it sounds like it used to, but in we it sounds like it used to in that EP. Yeah, in funeral, it, it, his voice is beautiful. It's oh, so it's like, it's almost like he's wailing. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's quite solemn, but it's it's still beautiful. It's yeah. it's a great fucking voice. And a great place to kind of jump in with his voice is the first song, Neighborhood One tunnels which is like this is a thing they do where they have like multiple parts to one Mm. and i think that there is one song on this album that i I can clearly say which one is my least favorite for like but purely in the merit of i I just can't go back to it and not listen you know outside of no outside of the context of the album the only song that i don't ever go back to is uh you know seven kettles neighborhood four 
Oh. That's I love it in context of the album, but I couldn't listen to it outside of it. Um, not I don't think it's a bad song, right? It's just it's like it's like me saying it's my least favorite of my favorite. Do you know what I mean? I get that, but I, I've listened to Seven Kettles outside the context of the album before, so I can't agree with you there, honey. Well, we'll get to it when we're on that song. So we usually go through it, like just go from top to bottom with the album. Which, this one, that works a lot better with because it flows very nicely. Mm. So the first song, uh, Neighbourhoods 1, the, it's, a, it's gorgeous. It, it is. It's, it is excellently written. And the, the lyrics are kind of quite depressing. All of the lyrics for this album are a little bit depressing. Yeah. I mean, Rebellion Lies is, is about well, like the passage of time killing everyone in this town. Yeah, and... Uh, this song is it has the do you right off the top of my head one lyric sticks out from this song and it I can't alright I'll it's I won't look at the lyrics I'll just say what I remember it's something like uh, something about we were gonna name our blah blah but we forgot all the names that we used to know uh, I'll, I'll give you a try baby but we forgot all the names that the names we used to yeah, yeah. the names we used to we know. tried to name our babies but we forgot all the names that the, the names, names we used, we used to that's know. depressing that is pretty fucking depressing what I mean that whole verse is really good actually it's uh, sometimes you remember our bedrooms and our parents bedrooms and the bedrooms of our friends the last lyric of that verse I love this this verse is like ah. Mm. Oh, I'm coming everywhere. Uh, it's we think of our parents. Well, whatever, whatever happened, happened to, to them? them? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's fucking brutal. It's yeah. a great album. It's like this whole thing this of whole song. Is yeah. just this whole song is amazing. It very much does kind of. If you were to say like as a whole for the song, it's kind of like. Do you do you take like one kind of message from it or meaning? Nothing love. Because as you kind of go through it, it do, it very much does seem like it is about death, or at least forgetting, and like the the concept I feel like it's, of it's the the downsides yeah. almost to growing up. Yeah, like it's like all the yeah. things they don't tell you about growing up. Yeah, and it's like you you can think back of like memories of things that you'd like planned and that they just never materialized, mm. and like not making the most of it. And then like as you get older, it's like the bit about the parents, like whatever happened to them, is kind of like people die and then you'll forget like you not necessarily like as literal as what they've said there but like that shit it's mm. sad it is a very sad album it it feels like moving on it i don't know i think the only way i can describe it is it just it completely expresses the feeling of moving on and forgetting yeah this and even and they clearly don't want to forget what they what yeah. they what they did when they were childhood but oh well and it is it is a, be- it's, it's it's a beautiful song a entirely perfect opener to mm. an album it is it's an excellent opener to that album and the next song we get Neighbourhood 2 this is my say- can this you my say favorite. it Neighbourhood 2 Leica Leica that's okay. my favourite song I think yeah that and Rebellion Lies are my two favourite songs both are amazing album. so uh, in fact since this is like one of your favourites I'll let you kind of run with it well uh, I'm not I'm not great at carrying the combo here, Aiden, but I will lead you to my favourite lyric mm. from this, uh, this this song, which is, when daddy comes home, you always start a fight, so the neighbours can dance in the police disco lights. That's fucking genius. Goes hard. That goes hard as fuck. And then it uses that 
as like a repeating uh, variation in theme on the kind of outro chorus. Yeah. No, instrumentally, I feel like it's kind of it's a theme for the whole album. But mm. It's kind of almost like kind of some form of indie rock. Late yeah, it's 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 like indie classical musical yeah. rock. It's it's odd if because the even the violins sound a wee bit like uh, lo-fi. Yeah, exactly. But, but they're gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to be like a bit uh, posh, you'd be like, "Oh, it's baroque." Oh, <laughs> so I hate baroque rock. No. <laughs> no, but it, it is a lot. They, I don't know. It's just so unique. They're like the so the instrumentals for this song. Mm. It's it, if I'm thinking rightly, it's a little bit rocky than the last song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little more outright indie rock than the first song, but the first song's really kind of slow and sweeping, whereas this is kind of driving it. Yeah, you know, it's it and it's got like things just kind of s- thrown out over it mm. across the whole song that is just interesting throughout. The uh, kind of the s- there's a really harsh violin as it as he's uh, kind of wailing his lyrics is mm, like you know what I can't I can't place it because no, I, I know what you mean. Violin, but it's just screeching over him wailing as well yeah. it's kind of copying him and it like yeah and like uh, I find that the guitar lead guitar does that a lot well the guitar does that a lot where it like it'll almost mimic like a little violin line or something mm. but like so it'll kind of layer up but in such a way that like as the song goes on things will come in and out and it'll just be it's almost unexpected where it's gonna go do you know what I mean yeah it builds up really well as yeah. well because the outro is fucking excellent I, I mean do you, do you remember how the song ends I do. The neighbors can dance. The pol- I'm sorry, I shouldn't be singing, but it's can we sing all the time on this podcast? Great. Oh, I love it. It is so good, isn't it? Yes. It is. It, it, it is one of the best songs in the album. It's, it's there's a lot of amazing a lot songs, of good songs, but what well, and one thing that I love about the kind of build up on these albums, right? On the last episode, we talked about last night in the bittersweet by Palmatini, mm. and my biggest criticism was that I get so far through the album. And if I listen to it as an album, as opposed to just like listen to songs, mm. I find that it gets to a point where I know I just expect every song just crescendo, build up, build slow, mm. build up. This album is really good at not giving me that bland feeling, and I, I must. This is a perfect length for this album. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There is no no filler. No, it's just. You did say your least favorite song was Kettles. I, I did. I yeah. think you're wrong. Yeah, is that that's not next though? No, we'll that's get to it. No, because I think it's what neighborhood one, neighborhood two. Then th- Sans, is it not? Una, no, it's Una and Sans Lumiere. I thought it was like then it's neighborhood three and then neighborhood oh, four. Right. I think. All right, well we can have a look because we'll get on to the next song now. Um, yeah, Una and Sans Lumiere is next. French type beat. <laughs> French type beat. Do you not, do you not know the title now? I don't know what it means. I assumed it was just like Gibberish? what the first lyric is. No, I assumed it was just the same as the first lyric. Uh, oh, I mount a horse that is wearing blinders. A year without light, I mount a horse that is wearing blinkers. What? What the fuck does that I mean? I genuinely just thought it was the first lyric in French. <laughs> no, because they do speak French uh, in a lot of the song. But yeah. Oh, oh, it's okay. So the the, the horse wearing blinders is a metaphor for his dying father who can't see him oh also I, I, like it's, this album Great. is laced with <laughs> it's real so death. fucking grim yeah it's truly laced with just 
family death. Yeah. Which is, it carries the theme of the album. It does carry the theme. And that, it's wonderful that it's got these key concepts holding it together. Mm. It almost makes it better to listen to as a full album when you know there's oh, recurring. Yeah. It's, it, I like, I love a lot of the songs in it, but it's 100% better as a full on, like, Album. Um, one experience, album. isn't it? One experience, yeah. It because it is, it is actually a what a concept album. Yeah, and it it covers that concept of kind of death and slow recovery, excellently. I'd say. Yeah, exactly. Now this song is, I really like it, mm. and I do like that a lot of it kind of goes from. It'll be like a lyric in English, and a lot of it's in French. I know, obviously, I've just proven I don't know what the French says. That's kind of besides the point that it just sounds good. It's no, it sounds pretty. Yeah. It, it, certainly, like uh, there's almost a certain you can almost get the meaning of what it says from just how it's tone, performed. Yeah, yeah. It, like tonally, you can you can almost guess how he's feeling because of how well he conveys the words. Yeah, and like so, the, a lot of this is about like father and stuff. So, for example. Hey, my eyes are shooting sparks at night. My eyes light you up. Don't tell your father he's wearing blinders. Uh, which is, again, for the father just being... Like, yeah, it's just... Yeah, that, that's how it is. And the last kind of, I believe, the last, like... The, oh, there you go, the chorus. Hey, your old man... Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, your old man should know if you see a shadow, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, so, what is that literally about? Because so, I, I couldn't guess. I'm going to just go off the genius thing because I also... Well, what you could say is that it's like... Your dad... Well, what... In fact, right, I won't read that. What I would have assumed is it's him saying because obviously his father's blind. Mm. He can't say. But if he sees, like... Almost sees a shadow, almost senses mm. something going past. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It might be that... But that is just disgust, like disgustingly morbid. Uh, so the genius kind of thing is, it looks like the narrator's taken the role of the one who's going to make the father see, since he can't see anything which is on his side. The sparkles lighting the night make shadows so the old man can see. The, spar- the, sh- the sparkles lighting the night make shadows? That's fucking... That, okay, that's, that's genius wordplay then. Yeah, that's really clever, isn't it? That is... Oh fuck! I love Power Out as well. Yeah, you didn't even I. get to talk about the the um the guitar line in Unan songs oh, in there. Well, because the down 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 it carries the song so beautifully throughout. Yeah, it, it's it. I don't I I don't know how I can describe the guitar, but the guitar and the guitar sound is like a major part of that track. Yeah, and she goes hard. It, it, of course it does. Though. No, it's but this, it it's is this fucking really album. good. It's so good. Aye. And yeah, do you have anything else you like to say on this song? I forgot. Um, I don't think so. Right, should we get on to the next song, which is Maybe a great one? Neighbor three, power out. Uh, shit. <laughs> I don't just want to say shit goes hard, but <laughs> I mean, this is one of the songs that I like the the lyrics like a lot. Yeah, the the lyrics are very good. I was actually listening to this on the way in to Paisley. I'm just gonna uh, quickly like remind myself of how it sounds because. For some reason, we've got here and everything has absolutely escaped me. So I'll play a few seconds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
the the drumming is very good on this album. It is, yeah. Now that I think of it, I'm not really paid all that much like mind to it, I but the vocal melody is yeah. is oh, it's crispy. I love the way he uses variation as well because even from verse to verse, uh, the melody is never quite the same. There's always something there for you to bite onto. Yeah. He always changes it just a little bit. Even variation, he makes great use of it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And the the guitar, the kind of like. No, the guitarist is is excellent as well. Yeah. One hundred percent. He kind of he does. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say carries the album, but he certainly helps. Yeah. There is definitely like. Oh, it's just this song is amazing. I mean, do you have like a, in your head what this song is saying? Do you have a power out? Give me a second. No, that is fine. I'm just kind of yeah. I'm just gonna look at the the right. genius thing because there's almost so many lyrics. Mm. Obviously, there's not really just one meaning to a lot of these no, songs. No, but like, because it is no matter what, it's how you interpret it. Yeah, of I'd course. say the way I interpret it is probably the idea of being stranded in a small town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's that's how this song feels to me. Yeah, I get that, and the the kind of idea of there being no power kind of signifies being lost, really, doesn't it? Because it's mm. like almost it might almost mean this more now than it did then but obviously now a lot more stuff is connected by just phones and not having power like do you know what i mean because mm. we now have all this social media and shit which wasn't really kicking about all that much um you, to, you know connect up to the fucking phone line and take i think about 20 minutes to send a message yeah um so like now it's like the idea of having no power like we could be recording this podcast without power you know what i mean there's so much that's lost without it i uh i mean dependence on social media has fucking crippled me exactly and that's you almost clearly don't depend on social media like at all well i do i you, just you i don't like using it all that much really just just hate it i don't hate it i just i i feel like it's one of them things that um, especially now that I work all the time and stuff, I just don't have as much time to sit and flick through it. Mm. So like a lot of things that are like going on in the world, I just don't notice because I don't look. Like I still I read a lot of articles mm. and I watch, I listen to a lot of podcasts and music. But aside from kind of reading about music and stuff, and there's like obviously so for example today I've sp- I'll message you and stuff. Like I'll use my social media to stay in contact with you. But like other than that. I just can't be fucked. Because I, I mean, I get that that one daily message from Aiden. That's Miller. a lot more that's than that, most people that's get. That's the highlight of my day is when you message me. That's a lot more than a lot of people get. I think I, well, I, I know that M gets like a message from you a day, and that's about it. You don't message um, very constantly. I, I don't. I just don't be messaging. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> he don't be. He don't be having. No, no, fuck, no. Fuck. <laughs> wrong one, man. Wrong, wrong one. Uh, so. Wrong line. Yeah, good song. Shit goes hard. Good oh, little guitar. Yeah. Now, I would agree with what you've said, mm. your interpretation. I think that is a very kind of fair. There's kind of a feeling of wanting to escape. Yeah. Almost. Which this whole album, as a as well, yeah, it does, this whole album does feel like he wants to escape. Maybe not as literally yeah. as this, because that's like escaping his surroundings. Maybe. But like uh, I don't know, I guess the the album as a whole is escaping the situation he's yeah. in, uh, or maybe even the whole band is in. All this also death, yeah. yeah. And in this song, he does kind of I believe, yeah, 
he he kind of calls himself a kid kind of mm. obviously that just kind of says that this is from the perspective of a kid but that almost makes it like more terrifying because he's like well he's a kid like mm. there's, there's no he's lost there's no one there for him he doesn't know where anyone is and he's stuck and everything's gone wrong no that seems like a very apt like comparison he's, he's a child he's alone the power's out his, his dad's not really gonna help him exactly. oh shit yeah oh shit actually yeah god yeah. <laughs> fuck me man no we're halfway through the album okay. next song track five is the one that I said is probably my the one that I am least likely to go back to and as a result I would have to say possibly my least favourite but can I just say my least favourite on this album is like me saying a really good song on like we did an episode in whole lot read by Playboy Carty mm. my least favourite song on this is like me saying one of my favourite songs off that album do you know what I mean right okay so like the, my, see me that isn't like me saying I don't like it I do like the lyrics in Seven Kettles yeah as far as I remember as well this is a lot more of like an acoustic kind of yeah. Uh, yeah a lot less going on musically mm, it's, it is just kind of him wailing and moaning and being a little bit depressed over yeah. a, a very pretty acoustic track um, in fact, even this says it's one of the most understated tracks. So it is kind of like you know a little acoustic thing. The lyrics are very good. I will give it. I will give it that. Now, uh, you you really like it, so I'll, I feel like I should. It's fair for me to let you kind of see a watch pot will never boil. Just some water getting hotter in the flames. It. I still to this day have no clue what that means. But yeah. It's, gorgeous it's it's this beautiful bit of imagery because you can as you hear the lyrics you can see i I don't know if you can see it maybe i'm just going fucking nuts but i can totally see the watch pot and the oh no yeah flames under the pot as well yeah no i can completely get that and i think that does it not mean like it's kind of the same almost similar to the concept of watching paint dry where it's like just be patient and it'll happen do you know what i mean yeah uh, obviously he's taking it very literally but kind of in the context of this song which is kind of very much time is scary because it's going to kill everyone like time creeping through the neighbourhood killing old folks like killing old folk waking up babies just like we knew it would yeah like it is very n- terrified of time and I think the fact that he's taking it literally and saying that they say watch pop so he closes his eyes right and then it, he opened them and it's just water getting hotter like why am I wasting my time watching it almost like he's almost it's almost sarcastic like not sarcastic but a bit jokey because he's taken a phrase so literally mm. to a point where he's saying this is stupid like what the fuck I've never thought about it before but if we're thinking about it like as a perspective of the whole track I guess it almost feels like he's afraid of time like yeah. in this chorus the they say watch pot will never boil because oh, i guess he just doesn't want time to pass because he knows what comes with it yeah exactly exactly and like a lot of what this album talks about with like family members getting uh, ill passing away and all that shit it kind of um comes together with the idea of why he's so scared of time because his loved people have got older. Obviously, other members in the band have the same thing. As they're getting older, 
uh, died just again terminal illnesses and he's scared of that which yeah I mean it is As a, a concept it's yeah. pretty fucking brutal but it's it's one of the prettiest tracks in this album actually it's it's very quiet understated he's not moaning as much it's more subtle yeah. it's it's a quiet vocal with a, a little, quite, quite a bit of compression on it yeah and it doesn't sacrifice being a pretty song to be understated quieter it is still mm. as much as as i said i'm less likely to listen to this on its own it is a very pleasurable kind of in a artistic way very pleasurable to listen to as much as it's not a loud track, I'd say it certainly makes up for that with the emotional content. Yeah, definitely. Now, track six. Oh, I love it. Crown of Love. This is what I would say is possibly one of the most catchy songs on the album, which this, I mean, there's a lot of aspects that are catchy, but the actual kind of hook on this mm. is really catchy. And especially kind of, I believe, where is it? Just... I don't even know. In my head, I can hear him saying the words "the crown of love," but just the the, the yeah, the melody is just so good. Uh, the 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 the, <laughs> the lyricism as well. Um, yeah. because it's going. Where is it? Uh, oh yeah, sorry. This is one of my favorite lyrics ever. Mm. I carved your name across my eyelids. You pray for rain. I pray for blindness. He's made someone such a such a part of himself that now every time he closes his eyes he still sees them he can't yeah. stop seeing them even when he closes his eyes that's exactly. fucking and terrifying if you pair this with the first lyric that they say it fades if you let it love, love was, was made, made to forget, forget it so it's a, I, I i can't tell if this is a like romantic love or this is love of a family yeah. member but either way it's a brutal track it works for both doesn't it does it? work for both i think it probably sways towards romantic love this yeah. track it's such a great metaphor for romance and well lost romance specifically i feel like the what i do like is that you can, the fact you can interpret this as being either kind of love whether that's like platonic or like relationship but that's one or like family you know all that shit that's wonderful because that makes this song so much more deep because mm. that means it fits to there isn't a person in the world that couldn't associate that, with this track yeah. 100% it's it's so wide and it's a feeling that everyone can associate with um, and, and I'll definitely admit I remember singing this that lyric I carved your name across my eyelids way too loudly after my most recent breakup yeah yeah <laughs> but it's just a oh thanks honey love you <laughs> sorry my man but the chorus as well, if you still want me, please forgive me, the crown of love has fallen from me. And also, what but I love it, is it's not a particularly fast song, this. No, it's, it's... It's, if you want me... Yeah, it's... Please forgive me. Yeah, she goes hard. It like. does, it's slow, but it builds, it builds so much, because I think at the end as well, there's like the... Uh, oh, yeah... Just by, and then it speeds up as well. Yeah. It really builds. It's and gorgeous. Like, it's the fact that in a song like this, this depressing, this kind of slow, that chorus can be anthemic. Like, it is. like fuck me. I, I mean, have you seen crowds sing along? Oh to my it? god, yeah. I, I've watched videos of like their old gigs. Mm. Oh, I want to see them so badly. Uh, you know they're gigging. You know they're touring right there. Right? Are they? Are yeah. they touring here? They're touring here. Are they? Are they sold out? I think they might be. Oh, brutal. I mean, you can check. Yeah. The, the I won't do it right now. I'll check after, but. I mean, I would do it right now, but... Oh, can I just... Wait, just... Wait, wait okay. I, I just... Something I want to point out. I know no, it's no simple and it's yeah. small, but it's it's important. So, if you still want me, please forgive me. The crown of love is not upon me. Uh, 
where is it then? Course two, no, course three. Ah, there it is. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, but it's the only thing that you keep changing is your name. My love keeps growing, still the same, just like a cancer, and you won't give me a straight answer. So he's talking about not getting a straight well, answer. The, the, the way that's wrote is, yeah, I love it. It's, it is, it's, it's gorgeous. But then it gets to verse three, and this is why I like this track so much as well, because lyrically it builds. Not only does it build as it gets more dramatic, it, it, it is a crescendo track. There is a massive crescendo, but yeah. it builds well. But the pains of love and they keep growing in my heart. There's flowers growing on the grave of our old love. Since you gave me a straight answer, verse one and two are talking about how he wouldn't yeah. get a straight answer, and then he gets it. Yeah, and he's fucking distraught. It's which is kind of like it's like going through the, the just the way things happen, mm. but in you're, such you're a going through the stages yeah. of his grief. It's so vivid and like. What when you say about this being a crescendo, that fits the lyrics and stuff. It does. But what's so beautiful about the crescendos on this song and the whole album, but for this song, mm. it, instead of do you know how on like a lot of songs that come on nowadays, the, when it's a crescendo, it'll be starts on the acoustic guitar, then there's a little lead, then there's a bass, and there's drum. It'll build up like that. Mm. In the albums of this song, it will be it. It's not just adding more in. Mm. It the parts will get more complex and fast, and the riffs will be more frantic and more desperate and it's just glorious you know what I mean like because you got to look out for love it, it's, it starts with this really fast guitar line mm-hmm. as well as, as it builds it is yeah it, I don't think I can really state how much I love this track this is one of my favourites if not my favourite of this album It, I can't say that because I really like Laika but also yeah. Crown of Love has a lot more content than Laika I just like the feeling of Laika it's hard. a lot of it's funny because nowadays there's we we've, we've talked about albums on this podcast that are ninety percent vibe, ten percent content. Yeah. This album is somehow like the perfect balance of both. You can listen to this just for the vibe, mm. or you can listen to it just for the lyrics, or you can get both. Like there isn't a wrong yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. There's I mean there's bits of instrumentation that I'm still noticing yeah. to this day. And that's what I've makes been listening so to this song. Like, no, not this song. I've been listening to this album since I was like fucking ten. I've listened to it like a good few hundred times now at this point, I think. Yeah. And uh, so the next song we have got Wake, Wake Up. up. Oh. This is the one everyone knows. Is, yeah, this is a. Only recently I've noticed that Funeral is now their biggest album on Spotify. We, well, the it reason. To be the the reason I think it's. Uh, fu- the reason that Funeral's the biggest is purely because Wake Up is the. It's the it's big also, song. isn't Rebellion massive now? Rebellion is massive as well. I didn't even know that though. I re- was under the impression that Funeral wasn't as popular by quite a way. No, it's definitely popular purely because there's two really big hits on it. Yeah. Uh, this it is irritates me that Crown of Love isn't like as big as those two, but they're both still great tracks. I'm not going to complain. This is a really good Wake song. Wake Up is brilliant. Like, a bit rockier as well, isn't it? It is. It's much more direct than yeah. the rest of the tracks. Uh, but that's they, refreshing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because like, it's different. Yeah. Because it's not like you're listening to a whole album and it's, it's all rock. Yeah. Uh, it's all anthemic. It's it, well, it's all kind of content-wise similar. It's it's thematically different. Yeah. So you'll get like the slower, more uh, emotional-based acoustic tracks, and then you'll get "Wake Up," which is like direct, hard-hitting rock with these parts that are designed for the audience to sing back. Yeah. Wake Up, the reason it's so good, I'd say, and the reason people love it so much, 
is because he I can't remember what his name is by the way the, the uh, singer Sonny Butler something fucking okay something Butler uh, <laughs> designs these parts that wait I can just go oh yeah you can oh no uh, oh, oh did you say arcade fire? it just says arcade fi- bastard wait hang on it'll say down there will it not Win uh, Butler Win Butler that's okay, it okay Win Butler Right, yeah, so it has these parts that are designed to be sing- sang along to, like the, oh, that's a crowd participation yeah. part right there. And it's, it's so, it's so glorious. It is, especially, I, I, I imagine you've seen the videos and then playing this, yeah. everyone joins. Yeah, and what I'll, one thing that I like about this being more like rock tracks, mm. that's usually the thing that you would grow bored of in an album, it's just, oh, it's a rock song. This album is done in such a good way that when you get a rock song, you're like, it's oh. like you're like, oh, sick! Now we get the build up, yeah. great, and the lyrics as well. Again, are brutal. Yeah, wake up. It's such a happy sounding track with lyrics that are like killer. Yeah, which is kind of unusual for this album because usually it's usually kind of it's, all depressing. it sounds brutal and it is brutal, yeah, but exactly. this is this is this is lying to you a little bit. It's it sounds sweet and and you know pretty and melodic. But it is just fucking sad. Yeah. Because something filled up my heart with nothing. Someone told me not to cry. But now that I'm older, my heart's colder and I can see that it's a lie. Yeah. That's fucking it's harsh. Yeah. But he's singing it in such a way that you, you're aware that it's sad, but you can't quite feel it. Yeah. Mm. I also think that, I know that there's like, obviously, clearly not all that much, like going to book. I like that it's structured quite. Obviously, at the sound of it, this is you'd assume this would just be kind of your average rock song, mm-hmm. but like more so than the rest. Obviously, it's Arcade Fire, but I think I'm. I like the structure of this song, how it's just kind of verses. And the outro and as well, it. though. Like with my lightning bolts, where it's, it does the little uh, tempo change. It speeds yeah. up. Well, I don't know if it's tempo change or if it's double time. It's probably double time. But yeah, the the. The change in speed and feel... Which for people that, like, listening that don't know. Uh, double time is just where you start playing uh, double the speed. So if you're going, like, 80 BPM, like, 1, 2, 3, 4, it would be going 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, like, double yeah. that. Yeah. we we got to explain these things, just in case. Okay. <laughs> well. I mean, I'm, I'm just not the person to explain it, but I... Well, no, but... Since you're the guest. Since I'm the guest, yeah. and, I, and I write music, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I have written a song, well, I say I've written a song double time. Uh, I've written a song that's 80 BPM, but actually it's being played at 160. But I didn't want I didn't want to be bothered. Like, have you heard a BPM going at 160? Yeah. Like, it's like, I, I prefer just... Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'll get you, I'll get you. Yeah, um... With my lightning bolts a-glowing, I can see where I'm going to be when the reaper he reaches and touches my hand. Yeah, the lyricism is so good. It, there's it's not so a clean. there's not a bad lyric on this album. Yeah, genuinely. It's such a catchy outro as well. And Which is another thing. The all fact about that, death. Yeah. But another thing is the fact that the melodies for like outros and like bridges and shit are so memorable that the chorus almost doesn't matter a lot of the time. Like obviously, no, there are great choruses. Because everything feels like the chorus. Yeah, exactly. The whole song is memorable. Exactly, which is just perfect, isn't it? Oh, it's fucking impressive. So, the next song. Heary. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Okay, I clicked on the wrong one. You silly Billy Fishcake. 
I was listening to you just recently. Yeah, it's a good song. Good song. Also, this is one that is this not one where it's sung by more than just Wayne Butler? It's, it's also mostly by his. Is it his wife? The the lady. The the the, the lady. Yeah. What is her name? Yeah, it's mostly sung by, but it's almost again. It's a nice. It's almost like an a change of pace that feels so natural in the context of the album. Yeah. Like Regine Chassan, that's her name. Yeah, it's so like naturally done. Do you know what I mean? It's like a lot of times nowadays you listen to an album and there'll be a feature or something and it'll have mm. a woman on the song and it'll, or not necessarily, but it'll have like a very different style of singer. Yeah. And it'll feel like they've just put it in to be, to change up. Whereas it kind of, it's impressive how well it just kind of, you wouldn't even think about it, it just fits perfectly. Well, she has a founding member of the band, so I think she understands. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna burp. I, I, I don't know if they, they heard that, but that was fucking disgusting. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, so, holy shit, wait. This, <laughs> this whole song is about her family escaping from her homeland in the 1960s. There you go. I didn't know that. Not me either, but that, what? again, that just shows how <laughs> morbid. Morbid the whole album is. Yeah. There's not a single track that escapes it. Unmarked graves where flowers grow, hear the soldiers angry yelling, in the river we will go. Yeah. To be fair, I, I could never understand what she was singing, just because she yeah. has quite a pronounced kind of French accent. Yeah. Um, but Again, yeah. The, the vibe tells you everything you need to know. It does. She's certainly. Oh, it's it's hard to explain. She just has a great voice and she expresses her emotions excellently. There's a lot of. I don't want to be rude to other artists, but there's a lot of tracks where they'll sing for a. Speak for yourself. I want to be an absolute cunt. <laughs> okay, well, there's a lot of, like, you know, there's a lot of recordings that artists will do and it doesn't feel like they're really putting everything into it. Yeah. Meanwhile. Oh my god, the amount of shit that's released now. Where like, oh my god, and especially like, I know that. So there's a lot of what I've found as I've listened to more music and mm. had more of an understanding. The more like indie rock and rock and stuff I listen to, that's uh, the amount of it I listen to now that is so fucking uninspired. Rap is even worse, but ninety percent of that is because all the big rap albums are coming out. Ninety percent of them that like people get really excited for, especially recently, mm. or like maybe more last year, but a lot of posthumous albums. Which I understand that, like, you can't help it because the artist is not here anymore. But it's quite disrespectful that they release albums with, so like Juice World. I mean, right? He, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but the reason he has so many unreleased songs is because he didn't want to release them. Yeah. <laughs> and like, obviously, that's kind of like carries over to a lot of stuff where it's just we'll we'll stay away from dead people for a while, but like. With a lot of rock and stuff, it's like they just listen to a fucking Arctic Monkeys tune and be like, I can ah, do yeah, this. I could do that. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not that hard. Mm. Just sing some words about the you know, the English suburbs. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's it. That's yeah. all tune. In the suburbs. Aye. In the suburbs, aye. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, this is very, this is the opposite of uninspired. No, God, no, this is incredible. It's another track. I think it does change at the end. Yeah. Uh, the last verse it changes to will mm. um, wait is this song all verses I want this from you 
oh my god, this song is all verses. I never thought about that. It's the same structure because it's the same structure each and every time. Yeah. Oh, there's no chorus. There's no bridge. It is okay. There you go. That's odd. It's cool, isn't it? Right. The second last song. Is that Rebellion Lies? That is Rebellion Lies. It's the last song uh, in the back seat. Yeah. It's really good. It's very good. Song, it? It's one of my favorite outros. Well, Rebellion is a, a nice little song. It's a, it's a, a dutty little anthem. A dutty little anthem. With the every time you close your eyes. Every time right. you close your eyes. Yeah, little. Yeah, it, it's just it's just very nice. It, there's a lot of kind of repetition on this song. Mm. Very catchy and very easy to sing. It, it works but really well. Also. The verses are, are not sacrificing anything though. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sleeping at what the first lyric is sleeping is giving in no matter what the time is. So lift those heavy eyelids. So lift those heavy eyelids. Yeah, it's just it's just really good. I mean Yeah. And yet again, it's almost kind of childlike, do you know mm. what I mean? Which is a kind of a thing he does quite a lot, which is weird for how morbid it is. But I mean it's it's from the perspective, I think, at least in my head, uh, kind of looking back from the perspective of his childhood. Yeah. And but it does so in a way that, like, even though he's being a child in this, it's almost like, I mean, weird way of describing it, but it's almost him saying that it's kind of a moribund childhood, so, like, dying. Uh, uh, because, like, when he is a, playing the part of a child, effectively playing the part of a child, it's always in a way that's like running out of time, mm. which is <laughs> just brutal. Yeah, all of brittle. this, all of this album is is gorgeous and somber and macabre. It's yeah. Oh, are you gonna skip over Rebellion Lies? Well, uh, we we, we we are we. I need to be at work at a certain time, uh, and okay. we I need to do something after this. So we I get on. I apologize, people. Uh, he, he works. So, so we need to. We need to get on to. We'll get on. We're almost done. We're on the last song. We're on the last song in the back seat, which is sang entirely by. We just looked at our names. I can't remember. Well, uh, it is sung by. It's not actually say her name. Uh, it is. Is it Thingy's wife? Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, basically, it's about the death of a mother. Is it? According to this, yeah. Because it's my family trees losing all, losing yeah. all its my leaves. F- that's my family oh, trees okay. losing all its leaves, crashing towards the driver's seat. The lightning bolt made enough heat to melt the street beneath your feet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the crashing towards the driver's seat is a metaphor for being thrown into a sudden passing and now having kind of no direction. Oh dear God! The metaphors in this album are, I mean, they're all fucking genius. They're they're, they're like poetry, but they're also also macabre. Yeah. Uh, also in Wake Up, it kind of references a lightning bolt as like a sudden mm. burst of emotion, which is also done in this song. The chorus. Now, this person's, uh, her mum was called, the singer that is, Alice, and the chorus is, Alice died in the night. I've been learning to drive my whole life. I've been learning, which obviously the drive thing is like, oh, I've been getting ready for this. But the first lyric is just name drop your mum and say she died. That's awful. That's pretty brutal. 
to try my whole life. I've been lying. So I was just trying to remember myself exactly how the chorus went, yeah. God. Shit's suppressing. It is. It's but brutal. I think that is a, a good little overview of the album. You get, it's a beautifully composed bit please, of Please, please go listen to it. That's all I've got to say. I think we're going to... This will be a pretty quick ranking because I think we both agree. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in S. I'm going to put in S. So that is our first ever S. If you would like to see the ranking, we've got S, Funeral, A, Demon Days, Flower Boy in Illinois, Illinois. B, Silent Alarm and Hole or Red, and C, Last Night in the Basement. Only Silent. That's such a theme. Listen to the, al- listen to the podcast, mate. You'll understand. No, I've, I've listened to the album, though. Uh, yeah, but you're not listening to the podcast. Anyway, I'm, so I usually what we do... I have listened to the one prior. You should listen to that episode. What we usually do is you have to say favourite and least favourite song. Which, my least favourite, I've already said, Neighbourhood for Seven I Kettles. I we pick a least favourite. You've got to. If you had to pick one. Think of it as less least favourite and the least of your favourites. You don't have to pick one. I'm just going to say my favourite is... Leica. My favourite, Crown of Love. Yeah, no, I respect that. Yeah, I respect yours too, man. Right. It's been loving having you on. How, how did you oh, find it? We finished in minute 69. Huh. Well, how did you find it? Well, we're still going. We're not done just yet. How, how did you find it? Oh, I found it was quite fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. You'll definitely be on again, don't you worry. You might get your match ball just half trick through. That uh, was the fastest 70 minutes of my life. Everyone always, it's mental, isn't it? Well, go and check out Goliath on Spotify and stuff. Spotify, Sound, no, no, actually don't search SoundCloud. I haven't uploaded it to Christ to it yet, I forgot. Well, get but, on. Uh, Apple's, uh, Apple's, uh, Apple, uh, you know, your iTunes, your Spotify, your Amazon Music, if you use that. Yeah. I don't think anyone uses Deezer, but it's, it's up on there. Weezer. <laughs> no. uh, the amount of times I've gone through Weezer's discography on this podcast is painful. Uh, he's pick. He gonna play. Da, na, 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 na. I he play it weirdly. I play it up there. No, I play it like I was mostly on the bottom string. Go and check out Goliath oh on Spotify and stuff. Um, go check out Weezer. Make sure you go and listen. To, uh, <laughs> make sure you listen to Funeral. Oh my God! Make sure you listen to Funeral by Arcade Fire. Hopefully the audio has been okay on this episode uh, because I'm entirely unsure what I'm doing at this point. Thank you for listening. Love you all. Goodbye. Bye.